Oh, look, I can give you an example. So I know a bunch of people who run MBA programs, and I've had discussions with them because the thing about an MBA program is it's, if it's selective, it's really hard to get in. It's like getting into Harvard. It's really hard to get into Harvard. You have to have an IQ that places you at least at the 99th percentile, and then you have to be really good at at least one or two other things. So it's really hard to get in. Okay, so you think, well, why hire a Harvard graduate? Well, it's the quality of the education. It's like, no, it's not. It's the fact that it's really hard to get in. All of the value of the Ivy League education is in the screening before the, before the, uh, before the education starts. Now, that doesn't mean that people, people go to Harvard and they get educated, but they'd get just as educated if they went somewhere else. First of all, it's like every university contains more information than any student can ever possibly process. If you're super smart, you can be dropped into a state college somewhere, a low-level state college. You spend four years in the library. You know, like, what are you going to do, read the whole library? No. Right, so, so, and the data on this is quite clear. It's like, and it's the same with private schools. The reason that people who go to private schools do better than people who go to public schools is because, generally speaking, the people who go into private schools are smarter. It's not the education that's any better. And so we radically overestimate the degree to which training works. So now you can train people to be stupid, that's, but training them to be smarter than they are is really, really, really hard. So, like I said, it's a dismal literature. And liberals, see, the liberals think everyone's roughly equal and there's a job for everyone, you just have to train them. It's like, no, wrong. And the conservatives think, well, there's a job for everyone if they just get off their ass and, look, and work. It's like, no, no, that's wrong too. Even though, if you work, that's better. And, well, so that, that's on the conservative end. But the liberals won't take into account individual differences. Well, obviously, that's part of what the whole politically correct discussion is about. It's like, everyone's the same. It's like, yeah, um, they're not. <laughs> you know, and I find it, it's really, it's really annoying, I would say. Like, I love, love to come to Silicon Valley. I've been here many, many times. And, like, it's really something to come here and, and, and meet. There's so many people here who are off the scales intelligent and they're all, you know, clustered together, which is why this place is so unbelievably rich and so unbelievably productive, one of the reasons. But it's very, it's also very annoying that it's so left-leaning because one of the things that the left-leaning Silicon Valley geniuses should understand that is that they're the beneficiary of the genetic lottery. And they should take that seriously. It's like, yeah, yeah, you work hard. Yes, you're entrepreneurial. Yes, you're on point. You put in your 60 hours a week. You know, you do everything you could. You have an IQ of 150. And, like, that's not your doing. Right? That's something that happened to you. And so, you can't be saying, well, it's, it's all me. It's like, no, it's not. It's all you and the genius that you were granted as, a, as an infant. It's, that's it. That's what's driving it. Now, that, that doesn't mean I think that people of disproportionate intelligence shouldn't be rewarded disproportionately. It's possible that they should, because it might be in the best interest of everyone else to dump as much money as possible to the top 2% of the cognitive strata, because they're going to be most generative with it. And so, and even if it's not fair, because you might say, well, just because you won the genetic lottery, does that mean that you should have more money than anyone else? It's like, well, not on the grounds of fairness. But if you have to distribute money, well, who are you going to distribute it to? You know, and I think, was it Ted, who ran CNN? Ted Turner. 
He estimated that if you tried as hard as you could in your entire life, there was no way that you could spend more than $400 million. And so let's say you have more money than that at your disposal. Well, hopefully you're going to do some halfways intelligent things with it. And hopefully you'd expect that the more intelligent people would do more than halfway intelligent things with it. So if you have to have unequal distribution, then a meritocracy is probably the best way to do it. But it still leaves you with this terrible problem, which is what do you do with all the people who stack up zero? And the answer isn't have contempt for them because they don't work as hard as you. It's like, yeah, a bunch of them don't, you know, because conscientiousness also predicts success. So among the poor, there are people who don't work, you know, but you never want to underestimate the contribution of cognitive ability. So it's rough, man, and, and we don't take it seriously, and we don't know what to do about it. And yeah. it's clear that as inequality increases, societies destabilize. That's clear. So it's something that has to be dealt with, and, but we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to efficiently move resources to the bottom end of the competence hierarchy so that things don't destabilize. So, you know, and I've worked with people, lots of people who are, who are at the bottom end of the hierarchy in my clinical practice. And, you know, like cocaine addicts, for example, low, I, low IQ cocaine addicts. Not, not all cocaine addicts have low IQ, by the way, but, you know, it's, it's just a... It's, it's a triple whammy, let's say, because if you're a cocaine addict, you're probably also an alcoholic. And so if you're a cocaine addict and you're an alcoholic and you're sort of on the low end of the cognitive distribution, it's like you have a pretty damn rough life. There's a lot of things going wrong for you. And you're really lucky if you're flat broke. Because as soon as you get money, you are so done, you cannot believe it. So like when your unemployment check comes in and you're a cocaine addict, alcoholic, who isn't employed, the probability that three days later you're going to end up face down in the ditch is really, really high. So don't be thinking, like, it's not so simple that you can just dump money down the competence hierarchy to the, to the people who are in the underclass and expect that that's going to have a salutary effect. I don't think there's any evidence for that whatsoever. Like, money is not an easy resource to use productively.